Welcome to episode number 217 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. This episode is the second in a series in which we are diving into the four key drivers of great engineering managers, which I will refresh you on if you missed the first episode in a moment. In this episode, we will again be covering the driver focused around providing your team members with career growth opportunities. But this time, we're headed across the pond to talk with Sam Tillikasiri, an integrated project team leader at Rolls-Royce. Sam is going to give us four action items that he takes to support his engineering team that have made them better, but also him better as well in the process. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer. I practiced as an engineer, but I decided that I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success, Now Travel the World Helping Engineers. And at the Engineering Management Institute, we've developed hundreds of free podcast episodes, which can be found on our website at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, also on iTunes, and of course on YouTube, including this episode in video form at youtube.com forward slash engineering careers. Now, as I mentioned, this is a series that we're doing to really dive into these four key drivers of great engineering managers. Now, you might be thinking, who said that these are the four key drivers of engineering managers? Well, we have been doing a lot of research over the past few years at the Engineering Management Institute, actually more than a few years. It's been over 10 years that we've been collecting data through different podcasts and interviews and through our website and articles. And a few years ago, though, we enlisted the help of a third party data analyst to help us go through all this information. And the idea was, if we could recognize the patterns of past great engineering managers, then we could provide you with kind of a standard or something to work off of if you want to become a great engineering manager, right? I mean, if someone wants to become a great, let's say, football coach, they can study the past great football coaches and figure out what they did. If somebody wants to be great at a certain skill set, like maybe they want to become great at farming, they want to start a vegetable farm or something along those lines, they can just go and learn. They can read books on how to become a farmer, how to start a vegetable farm. Well, if you want to become a great engineering manager, there isn't necessarily a book, a process or system to help you do that because engineering is very variable in that the technical components are different, the people that you deal with are different, and then there's also project management skills involved. So there's a lot involved. We felt that we needed to look at a good sample size across many engineering managers, and in doing so, we came up with four key drivers. The first one Career growth opportunities. Great managers provide their team with career growth opportunities. And of course, we're focusing on that one in this episode. The second is management style that's inclusive. This is when engineers who say they had great managers mention that their managers focused first on engaging them, displaying openness, displaying trust. The third one is the ability to manage projects. Project management is a key driver. I mean, the bottom line is you got to be able to manage projects effectively. And the fourth one is people or interpersonal skills. How can you engage someone interpersonally? That's something that engineers really highlighted as well. So those are the four, putting them together to create an acronym called CMAP and an assessment tool or diagnostic tool that we're developing around it. These episodes are meant to just highlight some of these drivers and give you kind of an outline or some strategies or actions that you can take to build some of these 
drivers into your own personal career and leadership style if you're comfortable and would like to do that. Now, I do want to mention one thing here since I did mentioned project management, we are very excited at EMI because while we have our engineering management accelerator online course that focuses on people skills training for engineers that's been successful, and the next session is in February, we're also launching in March our project management accelerator. This is going to be a very similar course to the EMA, except it's going to focus on project management skills. We've found a dynamite instructor. She's a PE and a PMP. I'll tell you more about her in the next few episodes, and we're going to also have her on the podcast. She's going to be leading the training, and we're just excited to be able to offer now both people skills and project management skills training so you can really develop as a well-rounded engineering manager and leader. Now, I want to get into our episode for today, so let me tell you a little bit more about my guest, Sam Tillikasiri. Sam has had a decade of experience in the aerospace industry as an engineer and program manager at Rolls-Royce. He has project management experience on a number of projects working across Germany, the UK, Spain, and Singapore. This includes general project management experience plus preparing business cases for capital expenditure and leading cross-functional teams. So Sam's got this international experience, which I really wanted to kind of capture in this episode. But his main passion is to lead people and ensure they are inspired to work, enjoy what they are doing, and subsequently deliver to the expectations. This gives him great satisfaction. He also really likes to understand complex problems and help to develop solutions that are comprehensive robust and fully meet the requirements using a systems-based approach, which is kind of what we're doing with this four key drivers, right? Now, in addition to holding a master's degree in mechanical engineering from Imperial College London and a postgraduate certificate in aerospace from the University of West England, which was sponsored by Rolls-Royce, Sam has been accredited as a chartered engineer as part of the Institute of Mechanical Engineers since 2015. Let's jump into our interview with Sam Tillagosiri. All right, now I'm excited to welcome our guest for today, Sam Tillikasiri. Sam has had a decade of experience in the aerospace industry as an engineer and program manager at Rolls-Royce. And Sam, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you. Nice to be on here. So Sam, before we jump in here, this is a series that we're focused on around what makes great engineering managers. And at EMI, through our research, we've identified that one key driver is a manager that supports his or her team's professional development is often seen as a great manager and, and can get really good results. So we're going to dive into that with you, Sam. But before we do that, just give our listeners a little bit about your background and what you're focused on now. You've worked in different countries. I believe you're based right now in the UK, but talk a little bit for our listeners about your experience. You've just mentioned I've been working in the aerospace industry for about 10 years or so. I started as a mechanical engineer. That was where I did my studies. And uh, immediately after studying, I joined my company. And uh, yeah, I've moved around quite a lot, really. I've done a lot of kind of graduate placement to begin with. And then I moved into a number of different roles, mostly aligned within the area of either program management or engineering through verification. That's where I've kind of built my experience and I found always in each role that there's been people helping me through and uh, helping me offer guidance. And I'd like to think that the guidance I'm giving today is a, 
thanks to the the guidance I've been given that's seen me through my career so far. I think it's a, it's really important to uh, keep in mind whilst you're progressing your engineering career, um, you've always got to think about what is the best ways to develop yourself and also to develop others as you progress. And so that mentality, Sam, sounds like it came to you just because of your own experience. Like maybe you had someone that really helped you or some managers that have helped you along. Is that how you became interested in this component of management? Absolutely, yeah. Throughout my professional career, the coaching I've been given and the guidance to achieving my goals in my career has been really good. And it's something that I look to share with other engineers and uh, looking to develop themselves themselves. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive in here. And Sam kind of reached out to me when I put out a request on LinkedIn, just looking for managers that are really focused on supporting their team. And and Sam actually sent me a list of actions that he takes, which is great because we'd love to make the podcast as actionable as possible. And so we're going to walk through these actions and I'm going to let Sam talk a little bit about each one of them. And Sam, the first one that you listed was start by listening to the team member, listen to what their ambitions are, what experience they have. And with this, you can start to form a picture of what their career goals are and you try to put yourself in their shoes. So talk about that one a little bit. As with any situation in life, one of the most important first steps is listening. You can always kind of put on your own opinions against what someone should do, but you never have a really good picture until you understand an individual. So listening is really important first step. Getting a bit of a, you know, drilling into the detail of what they've done, what they really enjoy. And that's really a good way to really get to know anyone and um, understand what really motivates them. As I say, put yourself in, in that person's shoes. It's always difficult to understand exactly what you want to do in life and in a career. So understanding a bit about the circumstances and what they enjoy is a really useful first step before you start offering any guidance. For sure. And the one thing that you kind of said there was, you know, you can really start to put together a picture of what their career goals are the best way that you can help someone develop in their careers and in their professional life is to understand really where they want to go because then you can provide that guidance to them or you can put them in situations that can move them towards their goals. I mean, Sam said it best. I mean, the best way to know what someone wants is to ask them and listen to them as opposed to just guessing and thinking that just because you're the manager, you, you maybe you know what's right. I mean, Again, a lot of this stuff, I see a lot of analogies in terms of parenting. Like, so a lot of times parents they think they could just tell their kids what the best thing to do is, but sometimes, believe it or not, you got to ask the kid, like, you know, what do you need? What do you feel you need to work on? So that's a really good place to start. All right. The next one, Sam, that you listed was identify suitable opportunities for them to build new competencies, focus on what they want, any weaknesses or development needs, challenge people beyond their comfort zones. That's again, kind of the next important step. Really, so once you've formed a picture of where the individual is, you've got to understand really where the areas they need to develop are. So looking at their experience and their strengths, you can kind of understand, you know, what are people really good at already and what do people need to get better at in order to enable them to reach their career goals. I think a lot of people sometimes are reluctant to go beyond their comfort zone because it's, it's something that's uncomfortable by nature. But it's a really good way to make sure an individual is really performing at 
their most potential because uh, when you stay in the area that you're most used to, you're naturally less likely to be creative, innovative, thinking differently. Once you've got the idea of where an individual could develop new strengths and new skills, it's important to try and make that happen. And that, that may not always be in the same team that you're managing them in with. So you've got to be open to moving someone elsewhere if it's for, for the benefit of their career. That makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like a progression, you know, first listening to them, then asking them about some specific challenges or weaknesses. And I guess one kind of follow-up question on that point, Sam, would be, I think it's a great thing to sit down with someone and maybe ask them what they want to work on, what are their weaknesses, how can you help them? How can someone be comfortable enough talking to their manager about their weaknesses? I mean, I could see people think like, I don't really want to talk about my weaknesses. I don't want to let my manager know that I have a weakness. But I would imagine that that just would have to do with kind of like your relationship with that person to make them comfortable enough. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to make um, people feel at ease when they talk to you. So one good way to do that is to get to know them in a sociable environment outside of work, confined by the environment of work where it may be a bit more time pressured or, or difficult to open up. Really getting to know someone is, is important trying to get to understand a bit more about them personally, what they enjoy, hobbies outside of work, things like that. Just a good way to get people to open up. By nature, the best way to get to understand weaknesses is by being open and maybe even opening up some of the weaknesses you've got yourself. So people are the most open to telling you about themselves when the person that they're speaking to has also told something that maybe puts them in a position of vulnerability. That's interesting. And I can see how that could be very helpful. So a couple of points there that one of them that Sam suggested is something that we've heard in many of our inter- podcast interviews is when managers get to know their team members on more of a personal level, it just makes these conversations much easier. And it helps with kind of the project side of things because you know them better personally. You can they, They'll open up on certain things. That second point, I think also is really important. I mean, if you approach a conversation and say, I really want to focus on helping you with your development. I know for me in the past, I struggled quite a bit with public speaking, but I really focused on it. My manager helped me and I've become better at it. As Sam said, when you show that you have a weakness then and you worked on it, they're going to be maybe more open to sharing their weakness. And I do think that's important because sometimes managers might come off as, oh, I don't really have any weaknesses and I'm you know, quote unquote perfect, and, you know, but what are your weaknesses? So that's a good way for sure to kind of set that up and to put them at ease. All right, Sam, the next one that you identified was to follow up on a regular basis. It's easy for people to forget. So gentle reminders to keep the team motivated to really develop themselves can be very important. Yes. So uh, I think sometimes, you know, in my own career and witnessing other people's career, you forget to take the time to remind yourself the things you need to do to develop. If you're self-driven, it can happen you make sure that you follow up on the things that you want to develop. But a lot of people, when they're very busy in particular, struggle to find the time to fit in the extra training course or to go and do the extra on-roll skill that they need to develop because they're just too busy to do it. The important thing is really just to keep reminding people once they've got an idea of what they need to do to develop themselves, that they're actively following it up. They're not letting it procrastinate and 
and drag on because as soon as that happens, it can stall their progression. Sometimes that may be okay, but it's just got to be um, aligned with their career aspirations so that they don't end up disappointed. All right, Sam. And the last point that, that you identified was to keep listening, right? Their career goals will change as they evolve in their career and in their lives. Not everyone wants to keep progressing. And some people, they might want to ease off and kind of reduce some of their responsibilities. You really don't want to push people to develop if they don't want to. So talk about that a little bit. It's really just going back to step one, really, to keep listening to the people that you're trying to coach and advise. As I say, you know, as life goes by, maybe you've got other commitments in life, you're planning for retirement or whatever. You've got to kind of tailor the kind of career conversation to the situation. And it could be that someone is kind of really keen to progress and they've got a goal that they want to get to in terms of role or in terms of responsibility. So they've still got that appetite to progress. But likewise, you could get an individual that's you know, also kind of got to take care of a family at home or they've got responsibilities outside of work that they need to attend to. That means they just want to kind of keep on steady with their responsibilities. And they don't really want to try and push themselves a bit more because they think that would then compromise their other responsibilities at the time. You've got to kind of work with that understanding to tailor the best kind of development for that individual. That's great. And you can see that really what Sam's proposing is really kind of a process here that you can kind of walk through and action items that you can take to put an emphasis and put a focus on the development of your team. And we found it to be important. And obviously, Sam's found it to be important and helpful in his career. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back and wrap up with our Take Action Today segment. We're going to recap the points that Sam's listed, the action items that Sam listed. We'll give you something specific that you can do immediately after this episode to kind of forward the action in your career to help your team. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with Sam Tillikasiri. Sam has had a decade of experience in the aerospace industry as an engineer and program manager at Rolls-Royce. Today, we're talking about the importance of supporting the development of your team members, which we've identified as a key driver as great engineering managers. And Sam has specifically given us four action items that he takes, and it's kind of a process or kind of a circle that loops around here. The first one was to listen to his team members to understand what they want, what their ambitions are so he can support that. Secondly, was to identify suitable opportunities for them to grow and build new competencies. So Sam tries to understand what their weaknesses are, what strengths they want to build. Thirdly, Sam follows up with them on a regular basis. I mean, everyone gets busy with their projects and their work. So Sam wants to make sure that they are focusing on themselves and ensures that he can continue to help them. And then lastly, closing the loop is to, again, listen on a continuous basis because people's career goals change as their career changes and as they grow. So if you continue to listen, you keep that loop open to help them progress. So Sam, this seems like a really good group of action items to take. If our listeners out there are listening and they want to put some emphasis and focus on developing their team, take us through maybe the best first step or the best thing that they can do after listening to this episode. From my perspective, it it's kind of three steps repeating 
I guess the most important step is the first step, really. Start by listening. Start by listening to the team. Listen to what they want. Listen to how they want to develop themselves. As I say at the end of that first point, really, put yourself in their shoes because I think especially if you're an engineer yourself and you're now a manager, you've obviously started off being early in your career as an engineer and you'll probably have gone through the same thought processes as they have gone through. So you've got a bit of experience of what might be going through their mind. Put yourself in their shoes, listen to what they're saying, and then you can be in the best position to really advise on how to progress. So Sam, if you have a team of like five people, maybe one of our listeners, let's say, for example, what they would want to do is approach each one and say, I want to just sit down with you for a few minutes or get on the phone with you for a few minutes and start to understand some of your career goals and like where you want to head in your career. Is that like what you would recommend they do specifically? Definitely. Yeah. Depending on on where you're working, I think that really goes down well because um, it makes the employee feel and the colleague feel valued because uh, you're spending the time with them to get to know them better, to understand how they can improve themselves. And they'll really value that because it shows that you're interested in them. Awesome. And so if you're out there and you want to support your team better and really put an emphasis on their development, start by sitting down with each one of them, understanding what they want to do in their career. And it may have a really big impact on the day-to-day productivity that you see from them, the quality of the work they put out, because whenever someone's engaged in their career and they know that their work and their career goals are kind of intertwined, it can, it can make a big difference from my experience. Sam Tilakasiri, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast and for sharing some of your experiences. We really appreciate it. Not to worry. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sam today. And, and really what I want to just highlight here as we wrap things up is that the reason that we're building this diagnostic tool, the reason that we did this research, the reason that we're doing this podcast series and we're spending a couple of episodes on each of these drivers is because As an engineer myself and someone who's passionate about continuous improvement, if you put these two together, an analytical engineer and someone who's interested in improving, you can do pretty awesome things, in my opinion, which is what we're trying to help you do. So if we know what great engineering managers of the past have done successfully, and we can help you start to do them or do the ones more that you're not doing, then you will become, by default, a better engineering manager and leader. So when you listen to these episodes, take a good look at the four key drivers. We list them in the show notes, which I'll give you the information for in a moment so you can find them. Look at the four key drivers, listen to the episodes related to those drivers, to the advice of the people that have shown success in those drivers, and work on some of them. Build some better habits in these areas. You will just find yourself improving in each of these drivers, making you a much more well-rounded engineer. And history tells us, based on the research that we've done, that you're going to be well-liked by the people around you and you'll be considered a great engineering manager. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. You can leave them by going to engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and look for episode number 217 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can always check out our Engineering Management Accelerator People Skills course for engineers at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. 
and we'll soon be launching the Project Management Accelerator to focus on your project management skills. More information on that coming very soon. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.